All right. Welcome to this special episode of Real Estate Fight Club. This is a series called What Would You Do? Where we do, we talk about professional standards, committee cases, and code of ethics violations. Here with me today is the Rachel Real from Rachel Real Real Estate in Chicago. Hey, Rachel. Good morning, Jen. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about this. All right. So today we're going to talk a little bit about Article 12 mm-hmm. and how it relates to the uh, truthful advertising. You should be honest and truthful in your real estate communications and present a true picture and advertise. Oh my so we're going to God. Talk a little, I, I know, right? I feel like we'd be this one, like a dead horse. So we're going to talk a little bit about how this relates to what we see everywhere is these coming soon listings. Mm-hmm. So as you know, NAR took a stance on this a while back and used the MLS that I happen to be a part of as kind of their model in how they developed their national perspective and national rules on this. So we'll try and we'll post some of that to the vault too, along with the case. So what I wanted to talk about was article 12, which article 12 states states realtors shall be honest and truthful in their real estate communications and shall present a true picture in their advertising, marketing, and other representation. Realtors shall ensure that their status as real estate professionals is readily apparent in their advertising, marketing, and other representations, and that the recipients of all real estate communications are or have been notified that those communications are from a real estate professional. So specifically, we'll talk a little bit about Standard of Practice 12-10, which says that realtors' realtors obligation to present a true picture in their advertising and representations to the public includes internet content, images, and the URLs and domain names they use etc. And then it breaks down some things that you're prohibited from doing. We'll also talk a little bit about standard of practice 12-5, which says realtors shall not advertise nor permit any person employed by or affiliated with them to advertise real estate services or listed property in any medium, which would be electronically print, radio, television, etc., without disclosing the name of the realtor's firm in a reasonable and readily apparent manner, either in the advertisement or in an electronic advertising via a link to a display with all required disclosures. So I have two thoughts. Well, when you advertise, you have to explain that you are a real estate professional and who your brokerage is, who your sponsoring brokerage is. Makes sense. The public should know who's placing the advertisement. Like they even care or not really know, but okay. Well, they should know that they're dealing with a real estate professional because if, if a real estate professional advertises a property and says, send me a message for more information, how does the general public know if they're reaching out to the owner of the property? Or no, I agree. They, I mean, they should know that they're dealing with somebody who has a higher level of knowledge than they might. Okay. So today we'll talk a little bit about those and how they relate to coming soon statuses and advertising properties that are not necessarily on market. If we were all like be. truthful and honest about some of these houses, we'd be like, thank God this advertisement isn't scratch and sniff or you'd be knocked right. the hell out. <laughs> right. Bring right. your and hazmat suit. I know. I think a lot of these properties where, you know, they're in rough shape, you know, you, you try you have to balance that fine line between offending the seller, you know, by saying, Hey, we know this is a hot mess. Right. And then making sure you're advertising it. These ad- people accurately. have 12 dogs. Right. And it's they keep like in the basement. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. So for this particular case, agent A takes a listing for a property and does not enter it into the MLS. Okay. Marty might, might be seeing a problem here. Agent A advertises the property via several local Facebook groups as a coming soon listing and includes a call to action of PM me with your interest or if you have questions. Okay. Facebook posts do not include the agent's brokerage information. Boo. 
Agent B's buyer client inquires with Agent B about the listing he saw in one of these local Facebook groups, as he couldn't locate the property listed in any of the typical websites. Agent B finds the property is not listed in the MLS, nor is it in any coming soon database. What, you, what is the problem with this scenario? <laughs> I'm just well, gonna let you take this one. <laughs> the first problem is that they do, you said they have to advertise the brokerage. So that's one. Yes. Now, let, oh my God. No, so there's to be the code, the code of ethics used to require, and license law at least used to require that. Wait, wait, wait. Illinois license law used to require that it had to be in the actual advertisement itself. You had to say, Here's my listing, listing provided courtesy of Rachel Real, Rachel Real Estate, you know, Lover. Right. Now it's, they've gone to the code of ethics where it says it has to be at least one click away. Now, oh. I still think best practices would be to, to be clear and, 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 and accurate and transparent in your advertising and just why not just say this is who this is. Yeah, I mean, because like, yeah, Jennifer where- Mertland, comma, EXP Realty. Like, that's easy enough. Just do it. You don't have to put yeah. your logo and all this other fancy stuff in there. Just put in there who you are and who you represent. Now, we have a form that you can check if you don't want it in the MLS. I was trying Correct. to think if you don't have, and I don't think it, I don't know if it only says the multiple listing service or it's like, is there a form or a port, portion of the form that says I only want you advertising it privately? Yes, you're talking about a difference between a a private listing, like an office exclusive, where it would be you're only you're only advertising this property or marketing this property within your own brokerage, which means you couldn't put it on Facebook groups. You couldn't do any of those things because it would have to be within your own brokerage. Right. And this is public facing. And I think that's the problem is that it's public facing because I don't know of any for any part of the contract that would say, I only want you to advertise it, but I don't want you to advertise it. I mean, that's like what's happening. I only want to sell it if you represent both sides. Ding, ding, ding. So I think you see a lot of this happening with agents who are trying to double end or do a dual agency transaction. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're using this window of opportunity to advertise a listing, include a call to action that says PM me with your questions or comments, or if you have interest or you want to see it before it goes into the MLS in which case either doing a disservice to their seller by not exposing it. Although if the seller says don't expose it, then that's a whole different, that's whole different, a different story. But we're going to say well, that's not happening. But even then, like, let's say, like, let's just say that even a seller is like, I only want it if you are representing both the buyer and the seller, right? You could still, I would still say you would put it out to the agents and then somehow be like, they only want to do this. So we're going to do like a referral back. So it's like kind of, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Paper, I, mean, I represent seven, 17 years. I've never seen a seller say, I only want you to bring the buyer because frankly that the, the, right, the follow-up to that would be, I don't do that. So therefore it's not going to happen. Yeah. But we However, do. Yeah, true. True. And there's many states where that's not even, that's not legal. They don't allow dual agency. Illinois is one that they do allow dual agency, but I don't as a practice do dual agency. Right. So, you know, again, NAR took a, you know, put a policy together on coming soon listings. And again, based some of that off of the uh, the process and the procedures in place in the MLS that I'm in, which is Midwest real estate data. So in this particular situation, if you're signing up a listing, you can have an addendum that's called the private listing network addendum. 
that private listing network addendum says it disclaims includes a disclosure to the seller that says I realize that not putting my listing in the MLS is going to you know limit exposure, do all of these different negative things. I explained to them that we're using this as a means to an end here if we're preparing the property for sale in different scenarios, waiting for photos, things like that. However, it does state in there that the property, if you put it on the private listing network, it has to be in the computer in that separate database, which is for the private listing network within 24 hours. So in this particular scenario, there's non-compliance on, the on the agent's part by not putting this property in the MLS. And then the reason for that is when an agent puts a sign in the yard or does public facing marketing in a social media group and says, hey, I've got this new listing coming up. If somebody in those groups sees that property, like this particular situation, right? that buyer calls their agent and says, hey, I'm interested in this property. And then they can't find it. I should be able to go find that property. I think you're either like one a, or the other. And you know. it seems like this, it seems like this person's in violation because they're trying to be both. You're either a, right. pri like we don't have private listing network. We don't have all that, but you're either <laughs> as the seller, you're either allowing, the, the seller's either allowing you to put it out there publicly in an, its entirety, which means putting right. it on the MLS, putting it on these Facebook right. groups, whatever. Or they're saying we only, we want it not out there at all. And we want right. you to In try which to sell case, it. That would be an office exclusive, which is a whole different ball of wax. It is. So yeah. this seems like there's a gray area. It feels like they're, I mean, it feels like they're in violation. Well, and this is a situation too, where again, every state's going to have their own rules yeah. as, as far as license law is concerned, their own MLS you know, guidelines and rules as far as how their private listing network works, mm -hmm. how their coming soons work in this particular situation. It needs to be on the MLS within 24 hours or else that agent is in violation. Yeah. So in this case, the agent is in violation. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you look at that as, as a violation of article 12 because you are marketing a property that you, you're not really sure what you're marketing because at this point it's not at the MLS. So we're a little unclear as far as that goes. You're also looking at Article 3, which states realtors shall cooperate with other brokers, except when cooperation is not in the client's best interest. The obligation to cooperate does not include the obligation to share commissions, fees, or to otherwise compensate another broker. So standard of practice 3-8. So you could cooperate if, even if the seller didn't want to pay the fees. You could cooperate and just say there's no right, there's compensation. No compensation. Right. Um, standard of practice 3-8 says realtors shall not misrepresent the avail availability of access to show or inspect a listed property. So my argument would be here too, that they, that agent may obviously be in violation of standard mm, of practice 3-8. Maybe, maybe because if you're publishing it, you're saying, hey, this is available. Now, if I call and try to make an appointment, they say, well, it's not available. Well, wait a minute. Yeah, but is that's it available or is it not available? Didn't happen like in the uh, case that you gave us though. Well, we don't know because we, we don't know. Right. Find, right. We don't know what happened there. The agent, obviously, agent B then is going to have to reach out to that listing agent and say, hey, I'm finding this property. Now, if the agent said, hey, can I show your property? And that listing agent says no. Well, then, then you're, by, you're yeah. right, right now. Like now it's either available violating. or not available. And that's the it thing, is. right? And you as, as right. the agent have to discuss the pros and cons with the client and and it has to be based on what is best for them and their needs and absolutely and all this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's talk and again, about it and looking and looking at that, that, that advertisement as a whole, mm -hmm. that advertisement says, here's this new listing PM me with your, with your, if you want to see it process of elimination says that's probably 
being treated as an available listing. So in theory, we should all be able to look at it. I agree. And with therefore, you. it should be in the private network. I agree. I agree. Well, since we're talking about marketing, I want to tell you about um, our number one marketing tool right now that we're using is Pipeline Pro Tools. So what it is, is it's like a marketing search engine. Um, if you go to pipelineprotools.com slash fight club, sign up for a demo in the demo, they will show you how many advertisements you need to do in order to get the deals and number of deals that you're looking for. Um, and if you do that, do the demo, they will give you the playbook that I'm using for free, um, for Facebook and Craigslist. And again, that's pipelineprotools.com slash fight club. The other one is lead generation. We all know we should be posting on social media like this person did. And but 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 with the appropriate disclosures the and appropriate only disclosure. publishing properties that you're actually available. But social media is a good way to get business. And <laughs> Monica, awesome. yes, and Monica started a company called Ghost Poster. So what she does is every day, Monday through Friday, she will send you a something to post. And all you have to do is copy and paste it. So ghost poster is spelled G H O S T P O S T R no E.com. Go sign up. It's free. Start your social media game, baby. Well, Rachel, any final thoughts on this? So I'm going to just recap with some best practices. When you're doing social media posts, A, make sure you're in compliance with your local license law, your MLS rules, and the code of ethics. So you have a lot of these three things here that overlap in many cases, but sometimes what one requires, the other doesn't. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you know, if you don't know what your rules are, or if you don't, if you're you're a newer agent putting together a post, talk to your managing broker. Yeah. We'll talk to your managing broker and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. What do I need to know before I do this? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if best practices in earth, if your license law doesn't require immediate disclosure in the post itself, and it requires one click away, make for sure certain that when you do that one click that you're going to the right place, right? We shouldn't have to hunt for it. You shouldn't have to look at the bottom of a page. It should be on your profile. So if you yeah. go to my social media profile, it says Rachel real designated managing broker realtor. It's very clear. Mm-hmm. However, in all of my correspondence and even in, in group conversations about real estate, I'll sign off with Rachel Real Designated Managing Broker Realtor. Right. But then at least if we're having a conversation with someone back and forth in a group, they know they know that they know that I'm coming to them with information as a realtor. Right. So Not a I, random. I, there was exactly there was a conversation that was going on in a group the other day and I chimed in with something and the it, it was a question about the realtor board or what would the realtor board think of X, Y, and Z situation. Mm-hmm. So the person who posted that, I thought, oh, okay, well maybe this person you know, I can explain this a little bit. So I clicked on the person's name, mm-hmm. no disclosure of any, of anything whatsoever. So I just kind of commented back as a member of the, you know, not a member of the board, but a volunteer of professional standards. Here's how they would look at this. And the response back was, thank you. I am also a, a realtor. Oh, well, There's there was no... no disclosure anyway. So how do I know that you're a realtor? That's the other thing. Like if you're going to have a social social presence. Like yes, you are a real estate agent, like make right. it like show that you're an agent. Why are you hiding? Right. Why are you being a secret agent? Don't be and a if you're going to, if you're going to engage in a, in a conversation around real estate, Say that you're a real estate, estate agent, topic, then make sure that when somebody clicks on you to see who you are and who, who are you talking to, make sure that that's disclosed. So stupid. You know, and if you again. can give me one good reason why you don't disclose that you're a real estate agent, I would please I'll send you some swag, (laughs) especially when you're engaging in that kind of conversation, whether it's about a listing, whether it's about property tax questions, 
Hell, if Anything. people ask questions in the local groups, hey, like, we all got our property tax bills. What do we do about this now? Here's what you do with it. If you have any questions, let me know. Rachel Real, designated managing broker. Right, realtor. At least you know the information that's that's being posted and shared back with you is coming from someone who might have some additional training, education. The big assumption experience there. Assess. Right, mm-hmm. right. Another topic for another day. Great well, Rachel, if, if people want to get a hold of you or they have a referral for you in Chicago, what is the best way? The best way to reach me is by cell phone at 630-542-8688. Text is usually best just because those call filters screen out just about everything. So text me, it goes right to voicemail or goes my voicemails go right to text also. So if you leave a message, you get me anyway. Um, or you can visit me on Facebook or social at rachelrealestate.com. Awesome. Thank you, Rachel. No problem. Thanks, John. Bye-bye.